the biggest games. A perfect season complete. The Wanakee Warriors are your state champions in Division II. The most compelling stories. 50 years for Title IX. That's incredible. And this is the 50th anniversary. The area's best high school sports coverage. This is Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. We welcome you to Zimberconda's presentation of Prep Mania right here at 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. How you doing, everybody? Hope you're having a terrific Wednesday night. I'm Alex Stroke with you live from the ESPN Madison studio. We'll be joined by the man, the myth, the legend, my right-hand man, my partner in crime, the dean of high area high school sports, the great Dennis Semrau. Will join me in a second, but first, got to tell you about our great friends over at Zimbraconda, where for nearly 50 years, they've provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. The trusted staff of Zimbraconda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're looking for a new Honda or a used Honda, visit Zimbraconda in Madison today or head to Zimbraconda.com to search current inventory well the snow continues to fall in the madison area so we are joined by dennis semrau remotely dennis how are you my friend staying warm yes staying warm and trying to not go in a ditch someplace (laughs) when they tell you not to travel that's not a good sign when they say stay off the roads yes yeah, so we've taken their advice tonight as we uh, we are with you until 10 o'clock tonight, 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock edition of Zimbraconda's Prep Mania. Great guest lineup for you tonight. We'll be joined tonight by the executive director of the WIA. Stephanie Hauser will do her biannual check-in with us here on Prep Mania. We'll talk to her about a slew of things. We'll also be joined by two head coaches in the area. The head coach of the McFarland girls team, Sarah Mullaney, will join us, as well as the head coach of the Wanakee boys team, Dana McKenzie, will join us later in the show. All still ahead, but the brackets are out, Dennis. It's uh, it's officially March, even though it's still February uh, in the high school basketball scene as the boys bracket was released on Sunday, uh, the second year of electronic seating. And that seems to be the hot topic of discussion this week, Dennis, as uh, a couple area teams not super thrilled with their seatings. Yeah, well, you're going to get that, I guess. Uh, one of the teams, I think, that uh, <laughs> they got screwed. Madison Memorial's 10-1 and over their last 11 games, and uh, they had a great uh, – they got they got three games this week, actually, so to wrap things up. But they played three games down south. We, we talked about their uh, their travels at Christmas time where their flight got canceled and they had to take a bus and drive all the way down to Florida and then back. And they lost three games against three nationally ranked teams. And unfortunately, the computer formula for those considers all opponents outside of state as 500 teams. So they don't get credit for playing somebody strong. And we've seen, again, teams that will beat a, a team during the season getting a lower seed, even though they, you know, they won the head-to-head battle. So you're going to have those arguments. It'll be interesting they you you say, well, you still got to play the game, so don't complain about it. Well, again, still, you, you like to have it as fair as possible. And and uh, sometimes, you know, the coaches the coaches get together. If you've got one conference that dominates, there's this conference bias they worry yeah. about. And I don't know. Sometimes we worry about the little stuff way too much. Just go out and play the game, I guess. But uh, Madison Memorial is a team that we talked about them during the year that would not want to play them come uh, uh, February and March. And 
they're proving that right now. No, and now Steve Collins' group has a chip on their shoulder. Steve Collins took to Twitter over the weekend, Dennis. He said, quote, the WIAA talks about transparency. So tell us how the formula is weighted, end quote, exactly. from Steve Collins. And so he he's clearly frustrated with the 10 seed. As Mark Miller, who obviously does a great job putting out the Wisconsin basketball yearbook, uh, he tweeted, Madison Memorial, second place in the Big 8 conference and gets a 10 seed. That is beyond crazy. So last year, the first year of the electronic seeding, we didn't see a ton of criticism, uh, but it seems this year we're, we're getting a little bit more of that. And you mentioned Memorial with the 10 seed in Division One, Madison LaFala, the team that got an eight seed in Division One, uh, and that one was brought up to me as something people were a, a little bit surprised by. So uh, year two of the electronic seeding, it still seems overall it was a success, but there are certainly those instances. But let's get into the guys' bracket a little bit, Dennis, uh, at least in the area. Middleton got a number two seed after a, a all but undefeated, one, one loss on the season, um, and they get a two seed. One seed in that bracket is Arrowhead. Uh, what do you make of, of Middleton, the number two seed? Key just behind him with a three seed Oregon of four. You know, see, I haven't seen Middleton a handful of times during the year. There's no, there's no uh, team that's larger than they are with four, six, six starters. Gavin Hurley, the player of the year in the conference, has done nothing uh, not to be that again this year. He's also one of the candidates for Mr. Basketball in the state. And then you got uh, Will Garlic at 6'10", sophomore center, who's uh, really coming into his own. But there's just some great teams in the, and individuals in that sectional. Another one up, uh, Matt, Matt Recchi from Arrowhead's uh, a Mr. Basketball candidate. So is uh, Damarion Birch, Milwaukee Hamilton. You got to see this guy play. He is just a jump out of the gym kind of guy. Uh, he's nasty in traffic. Uh, we, so this, this that's one of the best things about it is we just get to see some great players. And now because everything is pretty much streamed these days, you know, you, you can almost clone yourself. <laughs> you can't be in all these places at once, but you get a chance to see some film of some great players. And I think Middleton this year, they're, they're predicted uh, sectional winner by uh, – it was sports by Mark Miller. And um, this is the best team they've had since 1998 when they went to the finals, lost on a floater in the lane with 16 seconds to go, I believe. And uh, that was the first year the call center opened up. So 25 years later, it's not a bad uh, anniversary. Uh, bring that team back and, hey, guys, this time let's get it done. So they've got a really good opportunity. But when you look at that, that uh, sectional, Arrowhead was uh, ranked number three in the, in the last Associated Press poll. Middleton was number two. You've got uh, Sussex Hamilton that's ranked number four. Uh, LaFollette's gotten votes. Uh, Wanakee, there's your team. <laughs> We're going to see on Thursday night, not playing for that Badger East Conference Championship. Uh, they've won, uh, I believe, 18 of their last 19 games. And uh, that's another team that we thought you might not want to play come tournament time because uh, they switched to a new offense, the Princeton offense, three sophomores in the rotation, only a couple of starters back, and it's taken a little bit of time to gel. But we saw them uh, pretty much take apart the force last week. Yeah, they'll host Oconomowoc next Friday in the regional semifinal. Uh, but but you mentioned uh, 1997, a floater in the lane with 16 seconds. Dennis, your memory 98. 1998. Your, your memory is unbelievable. That's why we call you the Dean right there, man. I mean, come on. How do you remember that? 
Well, I was on the stat a stat group for that. That was the, again the year the call center opened up, and <laughs> that's when I got to do the D one games on the floor. And the last few years, I've been doing them with radio up in the booth. But right. uh, I still remember that was that was a heartbreaker because I I live in Cross Plains. It's the Middleton School District, Middleton CP District. So uh, that one hurt for a long time, and uh, we were thinking maybe they could get back. Well, here twenty five years later, they haven't been back to the tournament. So. Like to see uh, for Ke- for Coach Kevin Bavery, it's a great year because he w- just announced recently he will be inducted into the Wisconsin Basketball Coaches Association Hall of Fame in September. I got to MC that banquet last year, and uh, Coach Pettigrew had asked me about coming back, and I'd love to be able to come back and help uh, induct Kevin in that Hall of Fame. Well, if anybody, uh, if anybody from the WBCA is listening, hire the dean. Hey, it's Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania, brought to you by our friends over at Stoughton Health, which provides comprehensive and compassionate care to the Stoughton community and the entire Madison area. From their sports rehab facilities in Oregon and Stoughton to their renowned ortho team with Dr. Ravel, Stoughton Health can help. Learn more at stoughtonhealth.com. Stoughton Health, creating excellence Together, real quick, Dennis, let's take a look at Division Two, uh, the Madison area bracket. McFarland, uh, the boys' team, gets a one seed. Stoughton with a two seed. Mount Horeb, a three seed. Sauk Prairie, a four seed. The top four seeds with the bye, awaiting who their opponents will be next Friday uh, as, as regional action kicks off on Tuesday. So those are the top four seeds in Division Two in our area. And, and all of those seem to make sense to me. But McFarland with a one seed. Yeah, they started out a little slow, a couple of losses early, 20 and three. Now they're ranked uh, eighth, I believe, in the final. Uh, well, second, we have one more AP poll for the boys. Girls, this is the last one this week. But uh, yeah, they, uh, I think they earned that seed in that sectional. And you look at uh, Whitnell, who's uh, also ranked in the top 10. They're in the opposite end of the bracket. So those two, two teams could meet. Uh, but then. Um, McFarland will most likely have to get through Stoughton at the sectional, could be at the sectional final. DeForest, the possibility, Mount Horeb, who's played a really tough schedule, have some losses uh, down the stretch, but, uh, and then Sauk Prairie, they've been, they've been hot down the stretch too. So there's some good teams in that bracket, but I think McFarland owned that on, uh, deserved that number one. And it's a great year for McFarland. We talked about the girls. Uh, they got a, a, a two seed. And uh, boys got the one seat. So uh, we'll see if they can use those to their advantage. And uh, rush center for the girls, call center for the boys. That'd be a heck of a year for that school district. Sure would be. And it's certainly uh, in the realm of possibility. We'll talk about the girls bracket right after this. It's Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania brought to you in part by Ridgetop Exteriors, which provides the best quality roof, siding, windows, and doors, expertly installed and at an affordable price. Ridgetop Exteriors have trusted, recommended experts, and they consider customer service their number one goal and strive to exceed the expectations of the homeowners in which they serve. They're local. They live and work in the areas they serve, so the people they're often helping are their friends and neighbors. Get a free estimate for your next home project by logging on to RidgetopExteriors.com. We roll on with Zimbraconda's Prep Mania right after this. Continuing 
our conversation here on ZipperCon's presentation of Brett Mania, 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin Man with you from the ESPN Madison Studios. I'm Alex Grove, alongside the Dean of Area High School Sports, Dennis Semrau. Of course, ZipperCon's presentation of Brett Mania, brought to you in part by Stoughton Trailers. Big trailers and big opportunity at Stoughton Trailers. In their 60th year, Stoughton Trailers has built a lot of trailers, and their customers want more. Join a winning team with immediate openings at new higher pay rates on both first and second shift at their Broadhead, Evansville, and Stoughton locations, assemblers, forklift drivers, welders, and more. Go to stowjobs.com. That's stojobs.com. Stoughton Trailers, big trailers, big opportunity. Well, Dennis, let's take a look at the 2023 girls basketball tournament bracket. Uh, the first round of play getting done yesterday, a couple of uh, first round matchups in the regionals, but some really solid rankings uh, in Division One for the Madison area schools, as we mentioned. Uh, they're, they're all over the place in D1. Uh, what's your big takeaway in Division One for the girls' side of the bracket? Uh, Verona got a two-seed. and uh, Three-seed for Verona. Three-seed, rather, actually, yeah, because they seed that top to bottom. And uh, I was hoping for a, higher, a little higher seed there, uh, Brookfield East, uh, who's ranked just ahead of him in the poll, got the number one. And Arrowhead, who's behind him, got the number two. Um, that'll put a little chip on the shoulder for uh, Angie Murphy and her girls. But the Big Eight was not a strong conference this year. They had some really young teams that took a beating. And uh, Verona went 20-0 and in that league. But still, and they had a lot of running clock games. So uh, I think they might have something to prove against some of the better teams. But they're going to open up with Madison Memorial for the third time this year and running clock them both times. We got to see them the last time they played. Uh, Verona is just talented up and down the lineup. I mean, they've got uh, – they're deep. They've got good size. Uh, they've got uh, several Division One athletes on that team. And they've got a Hall of Fame coach. So <laughs> you put all the package together, and it's the best team they've had since Angie got her first state title a few years ago. Yeah, and uh, I think they're ready to they're ready to roll. I would uh, I would tend to agree with that, Dennis. It should be uh, should be fun to see what happens there. Hey, we got to give a shout out by the way. The 18 seed Madison West defeated Milwaukee Bradley slash the School of Arts last night. Dennis, a final seventy six to six. The final score in that game. I don't know what happened, but they won by seventy points. The 18 seed. Yeah, and you know what makes that interesting? You know how many wins they had coming into that game? Not many. One. <laughs> and they won by 70 points. Yes. I know that that one jumped out of me right away, too. You on the road, the- by the way. They won they won by 70 on the road. Uh so yeah. they will they will uh advance now to play number two seed Arrowhead. That game might look similarly, but nonetheless, a shout out to Madison West, the 70-point win in the regional opener last night. That is unbelievable. Let's move over to Division Two, Dennis. You mentioned uh, McFarland, who got the two-seed there. Monona Grove with the one-seed. We'll talk with Sarah Mullaney, the head coach of McFarland, next about that because McFarland beat Monona Grove earlier in the year. They had a better record than Monona Grove, but the electronic seeding says, hey, Monona Grove gets the one-seed. McFarland gets the two. Yeah, they do. Uh, again, uh, the transparency, you don't know. You kind of know what they're judging, but you don't know what it, how it's weighted. And that I, I think more people would like a little more information on that. But again, uh, uh, they're going to have to play each other most likely to get to the to the uh, sectional final. So 
And uh, you, you can't count out Reedsburg in there that's got some pretty good scoring punch. And then on the other side, uh, Union Grove has uh, played pretty well. They're ranked number three in the poll. So I think that looks good. Uh, the uh, one I, I, I'm always keeping an eye on is Beaver Dam. They're in a different sectional. They're actually sectional two where they've got Green Bay, Notre Dame, the two-time division, oh boy. division two state champs. So uh, that's going to be awful tough for Tim Chase and those girls to get through. But I keep an eye on the, uh, uh, the uh, Golden Beavers. Yeah, the Golden Beavers will take on Nicolay uh, on Friday, and Nicolay coming off of a big win themselves in the in the regional opener over Milwaukee Madison, seventy to twenty three. That game, but yeah, Beaver Dam and Notre Dame, the one seeds, that could be a heck of a clash in the sectional championship. Should both teams advance, uh, Dennis, have you made your picks in, in the girls' brackets for for WISSports.net? Have you made your picks for that one? Yes. Yes, I did. So just let me know. Division one, uh, who are your final four if you have them if you have them ready? Yep. Uh Kettle Moraine over uh now again they reseed once they get to state. Right. So you're kind of guessing. Uh Kettle Moraine over Verona with Homestead and Superior a team that uh not a lot of people know about that's uh been in the poll the last few weeks. Uh it's kind of my sleeper there. And Dennis, you're very open about your local bias. I assume we might see some of that in Division Two. Actually, I got Notre Dame beating Pewaukee in the finals. Oh, okay, that's a big good one, though. Notre Dame going for their third straight uh, state title up in Green Bay, right, right in their home stomping grounds. So there you go. No local bias in the top two divisions for uh, for Dennis Simra this week. I do have McFarland getting there, though. <laughs> there we go. There's, there it is, but McFarland's a good team. And we'll talk with their head coach, Sarah Mullaney, right after this. It's Imbriconda's presentation of Prep Media, brought to you in part by Canopy Wealth Management, which believes community is everything. And they are constantly working toward the betterment of our community. That's why they partnered with Gilda's Club, the Madison Capitals, kids from Wisconsin, and JDRF. At Canopy, their clients' financial goals are something they're constantly striving to help reach maximum potential, which is why they work solely in your best interest. You define your goals, and they work toward making them happen with their comprehensive financial planning. Go to canopy-wealth.com to get started with them today. We'll talk with Sarah Mullaney next, Dennis, and, and her daughter, Tegan Mullaney, having a heck of a season for McFarland, her junior season, averaging about 25 points per game and an 81% Free throw shooter. That's one of the highest clips I've seen in high school basketball in a, in a while. Uh, so that's something I'm impressed with. But everything about Tegan Mullaney's game is impressive. And college coaches nationwide are taking notice. Yes, they are. And that uh, percentage, when you look at how much uh, she has the ball inside and teams foul her, uh, but you got to pick her poison. The one thing that she's been working on is an outside shot or three-point shot. And uh, if that all comes together, you know, it's uh, how do you stop her? Uh, and she's got some very good teammates really starting to trust her teammates scoring. And then uh, we'll talk about that, that uh, four players average nine points a game or more. So that's a very good team, which is why I think they got a chance to get to the final four. I hope you're right. Always love seeing area representation. But uh, yeah, Tegan Mullaney has made over 100 free throws. One of the few girls in the state that have hit that mark. We'll talk with her mom and the head coach, Sarah Mullaney, right after this. It's Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. Every minute, it's running through my head. Hundred million thoughts that I could have said. And every minute, it starts over again. It is 
Superconda's presentation of Prep Mania rolling out live here on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin Amanda Malik Storm alongside the Dean of Area High School Sports, the great Dennis Semra. We are, of course, brought to you by our friends at Zimbraconda, where for nearly 50 years they've provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. The trusted staff at Zimbraconda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're looking for a new Honda or a used Honda, visit Zimbraconda in Madison today. Or head to ZimbraConda.com to search current inventory. Excited to be joined now by the head coach of McFarland, the girls team. The great Sarah Mullaney joins us now. A 22-2 and record on the season. A two-seed in the tournament, which we'll get into right away, Sarah. We appreciate the time. A two-seed, a 22-2 and record. And you beat the team with the one-seed. How do we feel about the seeding this year? Well, we, we kind of have mixed... Um, mixed feelings about the the electronic seating. I, I'm kind of okay with just letting it go. Yeah, I have a couple coaches that really enjoy those seating meetings, so they were bummed when they lost that chance to go and do that. Um, but you know, it was close. We were close. A two seat's still really good, right? I mean, it, it's it's not a, a, a something to complain too much about. <laughs> no, no, we're good with that. Fair enough. Yeah, as long as you're still playing this time. Oh, I'm sorry, what? As long as you're still playing this time of year, right? That's right. And it gives us the opportunity to prove ourselves. Well, when you look at the uh, last time we saw you was uh, went over Edgerton, and that helped uh, you uh, clinch uh, on the way to clinching the conference title. Congrats on your Rock Valley title. Thank you. It's been a lot of fun. It's been a good year for us. Uh, we've had a... Uh, I mean, obviously we've been winning, but it's just been, this group is very tight and, and it's just been so much fun. So that makes it, I think, 12 in a row, 18 in the last 19. Uh, what's been the secret to the success this year? Um, I think that's it. I think the fact that they all really want to win for each other and they all want to play together. Um, it, it's a talented group. And as long as we're going in the same direction and all at the same time, we're, we do really well. Um, there's just, there are a lot of pieces, uh, you know, a lot of times we'll hear, well, it's just Tegan. Well, that's just not even the case. And I think they're starting to prove that, you know, it may not be one person, one game, but then somebody else. And, you know, we have a lot of shooters and we have girls that really work on taking care of all of the little things, you know, they'll, you know, Elise Freeman is one example. She doesn't always show up in the box scores, but she is always working. She's very consistent. If she shoots, she's going to, she's going to hit it. And, you know, I think we have a lot of players who just get overlooked because Tegan gets so much attention. Yeah, talk about a balanced attack, Sarah, right? You've got four players averaging over nine points a game. Well, while Tegan's having a terrific season, I'm sure we'll talk about her more in a second. You've got four players over nine points a game. I mean, that is that is a, a solid balanced attack from, from some of your uh from the some of your starters. Talk about the balance, right? I mean, obviously, like I said, Tegan, Tegan might have a majority of the scoring, but you have four girls really chipping in. Right. Well, and the scoring is just the one piece. I mean, this right. year we really worked so much on picking up our defense. Um, so we spend a lot of time with that and rebounding this year because we know that we have the scoring ability. So we're trying to use those other things. And we have some girls that are really talented that way. Um, they are mentally tough. 
and they are competitors. We have a lot of girls who have gone to state in other sports and they all, when they do something, they do it full speed. Talk about competitors. You have three, well, you have sisters on the team. You have three Kirch. Kirch is what's that? What's the dynamics like there? There can be a little drama sometimes with siblings. <laughs> oh, not with the Kirch's. <laughs> no, no, three sisters. It's great because, you know, we've had Adrienne around. She was our eighth grade manager. So she's been around. This is her fifth year. Um, Bryn, I've coached since she was little. She and Tegan have been friends and you know played together forever. And Hannah is just this little spark plug who is so energetic, so positive. Everybody loves her and she never stops working hard. Um, so they're really fun. It's, I try not to put them together too often in drills that sometimes can end up poorly. You know, they, they do go hard at each other, but I think that's why they all are where they are because they've never let each other win. <laughs> Sarah, getting ready for Stoughton uh, on Friday in the uh, re the regional semifinal. You saw them way back in November 26th. It was your third game of the season. So I don't know how much you can take away from that matchup back in November. Obviously, some things. But what's the preparation like for, for an opponent you haven't seen in just about uh, three months? Yeah, we've been talking about it. Uh, we went as a team yesterday to watch the Monroe-Stoughton game. So that would give us a little more in-person perspective. Um, so we'll be doing, you know, our regular scouting and some video, but I think that really helped last night. They were kind of all sitting together and talking. So they were kind of making the game plan as we went. So chatting with Sarah Mullaney, the head coach of the McFarland girls basketball team here on Zimbraconda's presentation of prep mania. We we've got to talk about Tegan. I mean, she's taken the state by storm in her first two seasons, Sarah, uh, averaging about 25 points a game, but something, uh, at least from the stat line, that's so impressive about her game is her free throw percentage, 82% from the charity stripe. I mean, that's a really good mark for a sophomore in high school. Is that something you've just hammered home as, as she's come up? We do. Yes. We focus on free throws, right? Elena Deladon, no, don't make excuses, make your free throws. Well, as a, as a junior, her, uh, you look at freshman, sophomore now to this year, averaging a double, double, what's the biggest part of her game that she's improved on? Well, that's a good question. Um, she's really trying to, um, to um sorry she's trying to uh, build her assists she's really looking to get her teammates involved and and not just like hitting a pass but creating for her teammates um you know it's been an interesting journey with her because you know for a while when she was young she would just shoot and then she would just drive and so kind of as those pieces start coming it's fun to watch them all fall into place at once you know i've watched and i know what she can do but you don't always see it all. Um, so I think just trying to put it all together. The other thing that she's really focused on this year is rebounding. She um, wanted to be the top rebounder this year. She wanted to be in double digits. And she, she said, she just thought about it one day and she said, you know, why are all these little girls getting more rebounds than I am? And that was it. And I was like, if only I knew that that's what it takes. <laughs> but sometimes, you know, you just got to come with the realization on your own. I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. How has the uh, recruiting process been going for her? It's been fun. It's 
we're at the point now where I think she's planning on kind of really making a decision after the season. Um, it, it's an interesting process. I mean, we've been through it a couple of times with players, but not this in depth, obviously. And just to be able to go see the different campuses and then to meet the coaching staff. I, I mean, for me, that's been really awesome to be able to go see how they do things and see the, the staff the staffs that really connect with each other. Um, I think she was starting to get a little overwhelmed. We had to kind of narrow it down because especially with, you know, phones and so she's getting mail every day and then she's getting texts and she's getting calls. And I think she's just not a super social person, which some of the coaches know. And they're like, Hey, you just let us know if you want to talk or not. Um, so I think it's a little difficult for coaches, but I think she's she she got into it. She handled it all herself for the most part, um, which, you know, I don't know, good or bad, but it definitely life lessons. <laughs> you mentioned maybe not a social person, but after the Edgerton game, Jesse uh, Nelson and I were at, we noticed where as we're wrapping up, who's over in the stands picking up trash with a bunch <laughs> of little girls? It was like her little posse. All yes. Following oh. her around. Okay, let's make sure the gym is clean before we leave. That was her seventeenth birthday. Yes. And there's a party going on in the commons, <laughs> and she's still cleaning up the gym. Yeah. Oh, it made me so happy to see that. Yeah. I mean, we talk about that as a team. Like, you won't see her doing that at home, but as a team, <laughs> <laughs> we want to leave things better than we found them, and. I saw that picture and I was so proud of her, but yeah, those youth girls, it, it, that has been amazing. I mean, they've always been supportive, but boy, they are awesome. They are, they're supporting. They are, I mean, I work at the middle school and I have middle school boys constantly saying, Hey, what's happening tonight? How many is Tegan going to have? You know, uh, I saw that Edgerton is doing this. Like they're very well informed there. So that's, it's been really awesome for that too. That is she awesome. Follows, follows in the footsteps of Leah Hefty that yeah. led McFarland to a championship. My daughter was one of those youth kids at that time, following yeah. her around. Still has her picture in her bedroom, old bedroom. Not she's not at home anymore. The picture is still there of her with Leah in a uniform. So the impact the kids can have. What, was there a player where she was growing up that she got to kind of emulate or follow a little bit? Boy, that's a good question. Uh, she came up with a, a really good class, you know, with um, all the Lana girls. So she got to be with uh, that class with Katie Hildebrandt and, and Lindsay. And so I think those were some of her role models, girls that she, you know, she would come to practice and actually it was nice because she just played against some of them. Um, so I think there's that, but I think just in general, she just saw these just girls in general. I mean, she's a kid that's watched basketball forever. And so I think even that, like she, she knows all the WNBA players, all the college players. So like, she's been watching them all and it's been kind of fun too with um, social media going to these tournaments and she'll be like, Oh, I follow that girl on whatever. And so that was kind of a fun thing over the last couple of years. Cause she could see her, the people she had been following 
and who are doing really well and then see them play in person. You know, we were at one tournament and Paige Beckers was playing. It was her senior year. Oh, wow. so we sat and watched her. So like, that's a pretty cool thing. I mean, I'm not a huge social media fan, but it, that was cool for her. Yeah, it's cool to see all the connections. And obviously Paige Becker's having a, a terrific career herself. So that is that is an awesome story. Stoughton McFarland Friday night, uh, the two seven matchup regional semifinal at McFarland. Sarah Mullaney's the head coach of McFarland. Sarah, we appreciate the time. Best of luck. Uh, and hopefully you can get up to the uh, the rest center where UWGB plays. Uh, one of the offers Tegan has. Yes, we we're hoping so. We uh, we are definitely on a mission. Um, the girls, I think, have snapped into gear. They're kind of realizing our seniors have <laughs> decided, oh, my gosh, my senior, my senior year is almost done. This could be it. This could be my last game. And I think they have now passed that kind of energy on to the rest of the team. It's one and done. So now we got to buckle down. Absolutely. Haven't lost a game yet in 2023. Hope you can keep it going. Sarah, thanks so much for the time, as always. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's Sarah Mullaney, head coach of the McFarland girls basketball team. Prep Mania brought to you in part by Canopy Wealth Management, which believes community is everything, and they are constantly working toward the betterment of our community. That's why they partnered with Gilda's Club, the Madison Capitals, Kids from Wisconsin, and JDRF. At Canopy, their clients' financial goals are something they're constantly striving to help reach maximum potential, which is why they work solely in your best interest. You define your goals, and they work toward making them happen with their comprehensive financial planning. Go to canopy-wealth.com to get started with Canopy Wealth Management today. Dana McKenzie, the head coach of the Wanakee boys basketball team, who got a three-seed in the upcoming tournament and gets ready to host the Badger East championship game tomorrow against Stoughton, will join us next at Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Main. Rolling on on Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania right here at 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin on demand. Alex Strove, the Dean, Dennis Semrau, hanging out with you. We are brought to you in part by our friends at Nations Lending Monona. The team at Nations Lending finds home financing solutions that are as unique as you are. Whether you're buying your first home, your next home, or refinancing, they've got your back. They'll act as your personal advocates to inspire the true sense of home ownership, from drinks on the patio to blanket forts in the living room to the smell of backyard barbecues, because that's how they help you home. Go to nationsmadison.com to get started today. Nations Lending, home loans, Made human. Excited to be joined now by the head coach of the Wanakee boys team, Dana McKenzie, getting ready for the Badger East Championship game tomorrow against Stoughton in Wanakee. Dana, appreciate the time as always, my friend. How are you doing? Doing well. Great to be on again with you guys. As always, my friend. And uh, obviously a really successful conference season for you guys. 14-0, a perfect record so far. Got one more game to go in Badger East play. But And you've won, I think, 17 of your last 18, Dana. I mean, down the stretch, you guys have really found a way to click. What what, what changed over the course of this winning streak? Uh, I mean, there was a lot to it. There was a, you know, the when we started the season, we were adding three sophomores. Um, so we kind of balanced in each class, sophomore, junior, seniors, but they haven't all played together really much at all, um, along with putting in a new system for them. So we knew it would take a little bit to, to gel. And, and once, once we got them all uh, to kind of trust and understand uh, the new offense and, and how, how good it can be and how tough it can be to guard once we all start playing together, then just things started to click a little. We took some, some big lumps early against some really, really good competition. 
Um, and to the guy's credit, they didn't, uh, you know, they didn't fold up shop. They didn't complain. They just came to work a little harder and get to the point we're at now. We saw you at the uh, 608 tournament. Yeah, that was a little bit rough there. But at that point, your son Caden was just coming off some back issues, hadn't played much. Eli, Tyler's son. So we got two coaches' kids playing. And they have obviously play like coaches' kids when you watch them on the court. Uh, Eli really giving you some uh, offense off the bench. Um, and then your seniors, uh, again, it isn't a Wanaki basketball team unless you got a couple of All-State football players on it. Uh, you look at uh, at Ducharme uh, in Winbova. Um, what is there uh, one thing that uh, I guess typifies this team, the character of this team? You know, you're always trying to find, uh, you know, what you exemplify is uh, what, what, what's emerged for you. Uh, you know, I think it's just the leadership's been good, um, real good. Uh, you know, the them having been through it in other sports obviously helps like football um but just their willingness to kind of just come together and and you know kind of get out of your heads a lot of, a lot of kids these days really want the the stats and you know they want to be get the pub and all that kind of stuff and these guys just kind of realize that if you do it together you can be really successful so um and then when it started to work then they just became more hungry uh, and it's just, they've been a real pleasure to coach this year and, and just the growth has been so much fun to be a part of with them. Yeah, well, we kinda, you, go ahead, Dennis. Sorry. You, you talk about family, um, again, your dad recently passed away. Our uh, condolences for you on that, but at the, at the wake, uh, your whole team was there and celebrating it. And how important was that for you to have your basketball family help you out at a time like this? Yeah, I mean, it was it was great. It was, uh, you know, it's, it's a hard thing to go through, and it's Caden's grandpa. So um, him having his teammates there, and uh, it was it was pretty special. And also, um, you have a nephew that's playing. I understand a St. Mary Catholic. Yep, yep, he's a nice player, uh, junior at St. Mary's class, class uh, Catholic. I think they're number two in the state right now. Just knocked off the number one Howard Grove. So he's having, a, he's having another great year. Yeah, it's uh, Fisher. So he had a double-double in that game against Stowards Grove. Uh, little family uh, competition about who's going to get the state? Yeah, I don't know. I, I'd like to see what their texts say to each other. But um, it's pretty fun to watch them both. And, you know, we had a niece played volleyball at Oshkosh Lords. who got the state a couple times in a gold ball. So it'd be nice if we can all get one at some point. But, yeah, it's been it's been fun to watch my nieces and nephews and now my son sons uh, kind of come through our program. It's a family affair. Uh, chatting with Dana McKenzie, the head coach at Wanakee. And Dana, we mentioned how, how you guys kind of found your rhythm later in the year. As I mentioned, you've won 17 of the last 18. And as we look ahead to the tournament, you guys claim a uh, number three seed. You'll host number 14, Economowoc, who is the team you lost to your second game of the season over at Pfizer Forum way back, way back on December 11th. Uh, but but as you look ahead a little bit, Dana, obviously you get the chance for a little revenge, uh, obviously looking to, to avenge that loss from earlier in the season. But how much can you take away from a game like that? That was what, what seems like so long ago, right? Two and a half months ago. It's a long time in the high school basketball season. What can you take from that game getting ready for next week's regional semi? Well, I mean, it was it was a different game for us. Um, 
you know, we, we weren't the team we are now back then. Um, not only did we not have all, all the players, but we just weren't gelling um, like we are now. So uh, revenge, I don't know if that's a thing. And now it's just more of a survive and advance. And, um, you know, I think the fun part for us when we play teams the second time is to see how much we've grown um, in comparison to others. So that's, it's less of a revenge, but okay. So they knocked us off in a close one. Where are we at now? Um, and we'll find out next, next Friday. So what did, are you a fan of electronic seatings? You know, I'm, I'm indifferent. I, um, I don't think it's perfect by any means. Uh, however, I mean, you leave those seating meetings with head coaches and, you know, everybody kind of has their agenda to, to help their team out the best they can, which is, which is what you should do, but it never really turned out to be the seeds that they should be anyway. Um, and you just kind of leave those meetings sometimes with bad blood with other coaches who are your colleagues who you shouldn't have bad blood with. So when the computer does it, I can't be mad at another coach in our sectional for, how he voted. And so I don't mind. And if you're going to get there, you're going to play all these teams anyway. Right. So if you're going to get there, you got to beat the best teams, whether it's in the first, second, third, fourth, whatever round it is. Um, so I'm really indifferent on it. Um, and neither, neither way is perfect. Um, the NCAA tournament's not perfect, you know, but it's, it's just a matter of just be as good as you can at the end of the year. And whoever's put in front of you, you just got to face them and take them down. It's a good way to look at it. Uh, Dana, I want to ask about your son, Caden. We, we saw him last week, obviously, against the Forest, but but it seems like b- both him and, uh, and the group of sophomores coming off the bench for you have grown a ton throughout the regular season. What's it like coaching your coaching your son? Is it a little back and forth on the car rides home? I mean, what's, what's that like for you? Uh, it's not on the car rides home. We keep it in the gym. Um, but it's, it's different, but it's, it's fun. Um, he had a tough start to the year with some injuries in football and, and the start of basketball. And he's, you know, you're kind of seeing him at his best right now. He's, he's a lot more comfortable. He's a lot physically, a lot healthier. Um, but yeah, those three sophomores, they just know how to play and move the ball and share the ball. And they blend in really well with the juniors and seniors. Um, so it's, it's as they've grown this year, our team, certainly has grown as well. Um, and all three classes as a group now are kind of benefiting from each other, trusting each other. Uh, this will be the last year of this great experiment, Badger East and West odds. Are you happy that's gone after this year? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, it's uh yes. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> so now I, you go I just, Large and just, small. So is that, you think, the best way to go for the conference? Yeah. I mean, if we're going to stick with the Badger Conference, which is which is a great league, I think large and small makes the most sense. Um, this one was kind of thrown, thrown at us uh, without a lot of discussion that I was a part of. None, actually. So I don't, I don't know um, – I don't know where it came from, but uh, honestly, I'm just, I'm glad this is it. And I think large, small is the way to go. And then now we have decisions to make about the Badger challenge and all the other stuff that goes with it. But to me, to win a conference championship, it's a full season grind of how you uh, go through it. And then this next year, when we go 
two divisions, um, large, small, we'll get that back. Anything else? Uh, I'll, I'll get to ask you about the shot clock. <laughs> your, your thought on that? It seems like the larger <laughs> schools want it, the smaller schools don't. Yeah, it's an it's another one that I'm indifferent on. To be honest, I uh, I think it personally would be fun. I don't know all the logistics about expense and and training people to do it, and I know that's kind of the stuff that comes up on whether we should have it or not. Um, I think it would be fun to have because it would force us coaches to learn more about the game. Um, it would be another challenge for us coaches uh, in teaching not just situations at end of game or end of half, but now we have to teach situations end of shot clock. Um, so I personally think it would be fun to have for those reasons. But again, I'm indifferent. I'm, I'm not uh, – I'm not going to push for or against it. I just don't uh, – I don't really need to get involved in all of that, but I, I think it would be fun to have. I tend to agree with that as Dennis receives a phone call. Popular guy uh, here on Prep Mania. <laughs> Dana, uh, last thing for me is obviously this matchup against Stoughton tomorrow, assuming it happens given the inclement weather that's impending here. But but you saw them just a couple of weeks back. Really close game down to the wire at Stoughton. Uh, it should be another fun one tomorrow night, but but obviously when, when you're in a championship game, like you mentioned, you are the undefeated conference record. It's uh, it's nice that you're, you're, you're just coming off seeing them, what, two weeks ago, not even. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, that was another canceled game, and we ended up playing on a Friday afternoon before their girls' varsity. Um, started out strong, had a great first half, um, and they're really good, and, and they got guys that can really make shots, and they don't need a lot of space. So we got our work cut out for us. Um, you know, they made some great adjustments. We got to come back now and make some great adjustments to theirs. Uh, but I think it's I think it's going to be an entertaining game, um, whether it be Thursday night or or late Friday afternoon, <laughs> depending on the weather. But uh, we're looking forward to it, and you know, we keep telling our kids, "You've earned your opportunity to play in this game." Now let's go most, make the most of it and, and just have fun doing it. Well, for the students' sake, Dana, I hope they don't cancel school tomorrow because then they got to make it up in June, as, as we were talking about a little bit off the air. So uh, let's let's hope this game happens, and uh, if that's the case, we'll see you tomorrow night. Best of luck the rest of the way, and I'm sure we'll talk to you down the road. Dana McKenzie, the head coach of Wanakee. Thanks, Dana. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. And we appreciate you. Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania brought to you in part by Stoughton Trailers. Big trailers and big opportunity at Stoughton Trailers in their 60th year. Stoughton Trailers has built a lot of trailers and their customers want more. Join a winning team with the median openings at new higher pay rates and both first and second shift at their Broadhead, Evansville, and Stoughton locations. Assemblers, forklift drivers, welders, and more. Go to stowjobs.com. That's stojobs.com. Stoughton Trailers, big trailers, big opportunity. Hour two of Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania is coming up next. Right here on ESPN Madison. The biggest games. A perfect season complete. The Wanakee Warriors are your state champions in Division II. The most compelling stories. 50 years for Title IX. That's incredible. And this is the 50th anniversary. The area's best high school sports coverage. This is Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN. The ESPN app and Wisconsin On Demand. Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania rolling on live from the ESPN Madison studio. Alex Stroke, the Dean, Dennis Semra hanging out 
with you on your Wednesday night, a late night edition. Into the 9 o'clock hour we go of Zimbraconda's Print Mania, of course, brought to you by Zimbraconda, where for nearly 50 years they provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles for trusted staff. Zimbraconda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're in the market for a new Honda or a used Honda, visit Zimbraconda in Madison Bay. Or head to Zimbraconda.com to search current inventory. A big thanks to Dana McKenzie and Sarah Mullaney for joining us in the first hour of Zimbraconda's Prep Mania. And Dennis, real quick, before we talk about some of the other winter sports heading to state and sectional finals and all the in-betweens, uh, I had to give you a hard time because last week when we did our uh, game between Wanakee and DeForest on our post-game show, I had you predict the seeding for five area teams. I would like to go over those right now, if that's okay with you. Okay. That was totally out of the blue. You're right. And, and it was out of the blue. You did no prep. I just wanted to put you on the spot and see how you did. And Dennis, I will say you did you did do pretty well. I was I was impressed with you. So let's start with the, the first team I asked you about, which won that game that night. Wanakee. Wanakee got a three seed better than you predicted. You gave him a five seed. So Dana McKenzie uh, will be happy to hear he did better than maybe the Dean predicted. Uh, La Follette, you were very close. You gave them a seven seed. They got the eight. Uh, Middleton, you predicted a one. They got a two. DeForest, I'm not sure off the top of my head what they got. What do you know off the top? Otherwise, I could find it quick. Uh, no. That's too DeForest got a seven seed. You gave them a nine, so they did better than what you thought. And Edgewood, you predicted a four seed for Edgewood, Dennis. They got a one seed. That that completely blew me away. I'm sorry. <laughs> so. I agree. I agree. I did not see that coming. But good for good for the Crusaders at Edgewood. Uh, under first year under a new head coach, getting a one seed in Division Three. So there you go. There's how your predictions worked out, Dennis. Uh, that is why you and I not really well. You are for the state tournaments in the prediction business, but not before the tournament begins. Not in the prediction business. <laughs> uh, well, again with the city not knowing electronically, I thought. Uh, Want a key? I was hoping the Badger does not get the respect uh, because it's a uh, more of a. There are some D ones, but it's more of a D two conference. Right. And they're in a D one. You know, you got a want a key. You got Oregon, for example, is in D one as well. Um, and uh, this year, the Big Eight did, got disrespected. I thought uh, the Jamesville Parker coach went off on uh, on social media about that. Uh, Memorial and LaFollette, you know, second and third place teams getting an eight and a 10 was, I don't understand that, but no, I, I don't either, but nonetheless, uh, excited for playoff basketball getting underway. You've got three games coming up the next three days, Dennis, at least allegedly we'll have the uh, Badger East state or the Badger East championship game tomorrow again, allegedly. And then you'll have a girls regional action Friday and Saturday with Jesse Nelson, all of those games. Uh, either here on 100.5 ESPN or a free video stream on Wisconsin On Demand. If you don't hear them on the radio one night, go to the website. If you don't see them on the website, tune into the radio. Uh, each of those games uh, will be featured uh, this the next couple of days. But Dennis, I wanted to uh, I wanted to talk about my favorite atmosphere in Wisconsin when it comes to high school sports. I know I've I've said this multiple times. We'll talk to Stephanie Hauser next, the executive director of the WIA, where I will mention that this is my favorite atmosphere in high school sports. That, of course, would be the state individual wrestling tournament starting tomorrow at the Kohl Center, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. 
at the Kohl Center. Man, do I love it. It's ruckus. The crowd is just insane and engaged, and there is nothing better than the March of Champions on Saturday night when all the uh, finalists for their weight classes walk out and walk walk around the arena. It's blacked out like Aaron Rodgers' darkness retreat, and everybody's going rowdy right before we get four mats this year with the girls uh, added to the state tournament before the four mats have the best competition of the year happening on them. And my favorite part of the state tournament, Dennis, is when three of the four matches are done and everybody's eyes are on one mat at the same time in a close match and somebody gets, you know, a takedown and you hear the entire arena yell, two! I just love it. I love it. I love the state tournament. I'm very excited for it this weekend. Yeah, all those people on the second and third deck yelling at the referees right. like they can see it so far away, right? The passion, though. I've always said the best of all the tournaments is track yep. because it's boys and girls. It's all divisions. And I think it's your best multiple sport athletes. Then from sheer pageantry, nothing matches state wrestling. Again, they, the parade of champions, when they bring them in, they always find somebody to sing the national anthem that just knocks your socks off. The, the, the enthusiasm when they open up the place and people come pouring in and you got the kids on the mats, just trying to, you know, guys running the hallway. I'm like, aren't you conserving your energy? No, they're trying to burn off the nervous stuff for that six minute, hopefully six minute match. And then, uh, you know, for not my time with the capital times to the state journal, all the local kids, you really take a lot of pride in kids you covered all year long. And uh, it took like forever for Madison to have, an individual state champ, 20-plus years. And now we've had two in the last uh, three years. Jackson Mankowski from Madison La Follette, defending 220-pound champ, moved up a weight to 285 and ended up knocking out one of my kids, uh, Nolan Bills from Sauk Prairie, was a fourth-place finisher last year. Unfortunately, he's in the same bracket with Jackson and with uh, Griffin Empey, who's a two-time state runner-up at heavyweight. And you've got another wrestler moving up to heavyweight. It's that's one of the best brackets, I think. Uh, normally, at the end, the reason why, if you look at uh, tournaments during the year or uh, uh, it, duels, they they don't always start at 106. It was always like, well, the heavyweights at the end, kind of an afterthought. You better not leave at the heavyweight match early because this year, I think that could be some of the best competition, but. Uh, so Jackson's going to try to not win his second title. He's going to Stanford. You've got wow. Epi who's going to North Dakota State to play football. And Vils is coming to Wisconsin to play as a preferred walk-on. Three high Division One caliber in that same weight class. And so that's that's kind of that local flavor. But you, you mentioned the girls. Last year was the first year we had a yeah. girls tournament in lacrosse. This year they moved it to Madison. They will have four mats for the finals. Mat number one is the division one. Then mat number two, which is usually division two, that's going to be the girls championship. Oh, okay. Mats three and four, then it will be division two and three. So you're going to have four. And like you said, that fourth match, if that last one and people are screaming there, uh, there's no bigger thrill. It happens every year, and, and, and you know you always are looking for multiple time state champions, right? They think there's less than 30 four-time state champions in the history of state wrestling. I don't know if anybody's going for it this year, but we've I know got, there's a couple. We've got three this year, yes. Uh, 
Grayson Clark from Kalkana. Yep, Kalkana covered him. Yep, hundred and sixty-two and seven over over four years. What's what's he wrestling at, Dennis? I I at last state tournament at the Cole Center I covered uh, three years ago. His freshman year, he was at one hundred and six. What's he at this year? Yeah, uh, one thirty-eight, which okay. is where he was last year. Gotcha. Division two, you have Braden Skulls from Kewaskum. Has not lost since his freshman year. Oh my goodness! One hundred sixty-nine and three. He's going for his third straight at 160, okay. opened up at 145 his freshman year. And then uh, Rhett Koenig from uh, Prairie du Chien, not that far away, 106, 113, 132, now 138, trying to win four titles in four different classes. He's 171 and 12. Wow. Wow. I yeah. remember the, the first one that was a four-timer, and you're like, oh, my God, now – you know, we it's becoming a little bit more common, but it's still an impressive feat. That, that's terrific. Uh, well, I got to see Grayson's first state title when I covered him for the uh, the Kakana Times Villager, and yeah, he he is a scrappy dude. Uh, so, if you're going to the state tournament on Saturday, I recommend keep your eyes on those three names. If any of them win, that'll be the fourth state title, and and watch the applause. They will get a standing ovation from the entire crowd. The entire event will stop to recognize. One of the rarest accomplishments in state wrestling. Uh, that is what makes that tournament so darn special, Dennis. I could talk about this for another hour if we wanted to. I, I just love the state wrestling tournament. I just think it is such a terrific atmosphere. And uh, the WIA, I mean, we, we talk about it all the time, Dennis. They do such a great job with the state tournaments. But but I'm biased. I think this is uh, this is the best one. Well, now who's in charge of wrestling is Mel Dow. Mel Dow. He was a Stoughton, wrestling right. coach. Then he was at Stoughton, which is – Still has now the most individual state champions, and they're going to have uh, have a shot for a couple more here. Um, but you know, so you get that feeling. Dave Anderson, it was really cool. His grandson one year was there. He's like five or six. He's on the wrestling mat rolling around, and Dave is having the time of his life. And this <laughs> is like an hour before the finals match, and I'm like, this typifies the family atmosphere. You look at how many families have three and four and five. Six kids that wrestle. Right now, you're not only going to have the guys, but with the girls added. This year, Middleton has three. I got to cover the uh, Wanakee sectional. Middleton uh, has Bryce Falk, a running back, all conference running back in football, made it for the guys. But three girls are going to get a chance to uh, compete for titles. Last year, they had just girls uh, that just qualified for state. You know, they were trying to right to trying to get it going. This year, they added uh, sectionals. You had a win to go to state, and if there was a weight class that had extra had openings, then they were going to add extra qualifiers. Now we're going to get to the point where you're going to have to have two or three matches, hopefully down the road, to get to state. But you got to start small, and I think um, we'll, we'll we'll hear the numbers from uh, uh, from Stephanie Hauser about how many more schools are being represented just because they have girls this year. We'll talk with Stephanie Hauser, the executive director of the WIA, right after this. He's Dennis Semra. I'm Alex Stroff at Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania, brought to you in part by UW Credit Union. UW Credit Union's online and mobile banking goes above and beyond with top-rated service and security that exceeds industry standards. Explore innovative and intuitive ways to manage your money anytime and anywhere. UW Credit Union's in-house team of engineers and developers create digital banking solutions that are designed for you. You can learn more at uwcu.org. Stephanie Hauser joins us next at Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania.
Shot at Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania right here on 100.5 ESPN. I'm Alex Strofe alongside the Dean of Area High School Sports, the great Dennis Semrai with me, as always, from the ESPN Madison studio. And always very excited when we welcome in this wonderful person, probably the busiest woman in the entire state of Wisconsin, the great Stephanie Hauser, the executive director of the WIAA, joins us now. And Stephanie, uh, the busiest time of year for, for what I always call you, the busiest woman in the state of Wisconsin. How the heck are you? <laughs> well, that was quite an introduction. Wow, I don't know if I could live up to that. <laughs> yes, yeah, it, it's a busy time, but it's also the most fun time of oh, year. Yeah. The staff here at the WIA looked so forward to the tournament series. Truly, it reminds us why we do what we do. It, it's a blast. Yeah, and you mentioned it. Well, is it? I think it's five or six straight weeks of state championship weekends in the midst of all the uh, the regionals and sectionals going on during the week. So, what is what does a week look like for Stephanie Hauser in the midst of all this craziness? A uh, lot of windshield time for sure. <laughs> you know, a lot of running. It's it's fun. Like I said, I'm, I'm out of the office more than I am during tournament time. I like to be on site at the state tournaments like the opportunity to personally be able to speak with the officials and thank them for what they do and see the table workers, see guys like Dennis sitting there and thank them for their continued interest and in coverage of high school athletics. Uh, it is just really, truly more fun to be on site experiencing the full tournament experience. So again, not a lot of time in the office during the tournament tournament run. And we kicked it off last weekend with the boys state championship swim and dive down at Waukesha South. Yeah, speaking of, of that, um... For years, that, that tournament was held in Madison at the Nat, which is no longer gone. That building's gone. Is there any opportunity for that ever to come back to Madison or other sites? Or you think that that's going to be, Waukesha is going to be the home there for a while? Well, Waukesha South has been an amazing host. And if you have been there, it's an incredible facility. So it is going to be there for the short term, near future, for sure. We did do a site visit, the beautiful new facility on campus at UW. We did a, a site visit last year. It is far too small spectator seating wise to host in the current format that we currently do for state swim and dive. So the swim coaches advisory has um, reviewed it. They, they know what it would take to make a change. And they'll have to look at completely revamping how we run state swim and dive if we want to go to UW. So it is certainly on the table for discussion and will continue to be. But at least for the short term, near future, Waukesha South will be the home of state swim and dive for girls and boys. And now uh, this week, uh, state wrestling. Last year, you debuted girls wrestling lacrosse. This year, now it gets a new home back with the boys and uh what are you looking forward to the most uh, the next three or four days? Well, there's going to be about 500 additional bodies in the Cole Center due to the addition of the girls. So we are really excited about that. It is packed. Uh, you know, it's going to be packed. We are selling selling tickets like hotcakes and excited to see what that atmosphere is going to be like. So there'll be an extra mat down. A lot of great wrestling. The sectionals were hosted this past weekend. Uh, Mr. Dow, who oversees wrestling here in our office, you might know that name. Tyler Dow is a Badger wrestler. Mel got to three of the different sectional sites last Saturday to watch the girls, and uh, they they had a blast. It was an incredible atmosphere. And so, though if you've been to the state wrestling tournament before, you you know it is already an incredible event. 
this is just going to make it just that much more spectacular. And the girls' finals, are they going to be on Friday or Saturday? Everybody wrestles for the championship on Saturday. Excellent. And the uh, I was at the, the uh, Wanakee sectional last week in the first time, mm-hmm. and uh, a number of the girls I interviewed talked about the growth of the sport last year. There weren't any, any uh, sectionals. Do you have any numbers on uh, from year one to year two? I sure do. Uh, I will tell you what that is right now. And you're right. Last year, there was no qualifying event. Last year, any girl wrestler that wanted to participate in the state tournament could do so. This year, our numbers went, uh, last year, we had 450 girls wrestling in the state of Wisconsin. This year, we had 750 wrestling. Wow. Whoa. So that qualifier event was added and so um, just the sectional champions advanced. And then if there were any ep- um, empty spaces and brackets at state, there were extra qualifiers that were allowed to advance to fill those empty brackets that weren't sectional champions. So we have full brackets at the state tournament in all weight classes. We'll, last year, we had 225 girls wrestling at state. And this year, the number is 443. Wow. It's all great. <laughs> This is the exciting part, though. Oh. There are 44 high schools this year that will be represented at the state tournament because they have a girl girl wrestler. So a total of 123 teams that have, um, I'm sorry, 255 teams total will be represented at the state tournament. 44 of those are there because they have a girl wrestler. Oh, wow. That's very neat. I, I mean, it's such a cool ad, and and Dennis and I talk about this all the time. I'm I'm partial to the uh, the individual state wrestling tournament. I think it's the best atmosphere the WIA has to offer every year. It's just a ruckus crowd in the Cole Center. So re- really neat to see the girls' side added to that beginning this year. We're talking with Stephanie Hauser, the executive director of the WIAA. Stephanie, we asked you about electronic seating last year, and, and now that we're another year in, I, I just want to rehash that conversation from your standpoint. How how, how do you view the electronic seating? has gone now through uh, year two of that through the basketball playoffs? You know, I, I remind people often, we are a service organization. We are here to do whatever the membership would like us to do. As everybody knows, seating, when seating came into play, it was all coaches seating. And I think the belief was coaches know best. As that, you know, continued over time, there started to be concerns that maybe conferences were, um, you know, getting together and voting a certain way. And so if you were in that sectional and weren't part of the conference, maybe you didn't get the seed you deserved, a lot of those. And so coaches asked that we move to electronic seating. And so we created a formula with a seating committee made up of coaches and ADs and some of our staff. And they did a great job of gathering data from previous years to see how the formula worked and test it out. And so I think we saw a, 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 an accuracy rate of in the high 80 percentile last year, looking at all games. So generally speaking, you know, it's working pretty well. They made some small modifications from last year to this year. So it'll be interesting to see what the, the accuracy rate was of the seed formula once the tournament has concluded. So it's a little hard to say right now how it looks, but based on last year, it was high 80s. Um, whether it's coaches doing it, whether it's computer doing it, still got to play the game and the winner, you know, best team's going to win. And sometimes that changes on any given night. So generally speaking, I would say the seeding has done its job pretty well. 
you know, one other new facility this year, hockey moves to a new home in Middleton and back in my neighborhood area, actually, uh, what went into that and uh, what are you looking forward to most about that change in venue? Well, the Alliance Center has been and historically just a phenomenal host and they continue to be right up until the end of our contract. But if anybody has attended state tournament recently, the attendance numbers have dropped somewhat. I think we speculate by and large due to some of these big co-ops that have been formed. But you looked around and the Lions Center was pretty empty. And so we're excited about the atmosphere that's going to be created in our new venue because it is smaller. It's going to be very full and it's going to be loud and it's going to be exciting. We just think it's going to create a better environment for those kids out on the ice. And, um, you know, it's new. But LeVar Ridgeway, who oversees hockey in our office, and his assistant Molly have been on site many times working with their staff. And they are very excited to host it out in Middleton at Cap Ice as well. So looking forward to this new event. Speaking of new events, uh, you're going to have a new sport. Uh, is it next year? Uh, lacrosse. Boys and lacrosse is coming. The Board of Control approved it formally in December. It had been, a committee had been formed a year prior to study it, and it was athletic directors and coaches and also representatives from the Wisconsin Lacrosse Federation, which is the formal governing body that uh, the club teams play with right now. They were very supportive of this movement towards sanctioning high school lacrosse as a WIA sport. They believe it's going to contribute to growth across the state. So Kate Peterson-Abiad in our office, who, you know, oversees boys and girls basketball coming up real soon here. She is going to be overseeing the sport of lacrosse. So she is working with them now to get some final details on where the state tournament will be hosted, exactly what those uh, play, the playoff structure will look like. And that'll be by and large determined on how many teams we ultimately have. Right now, we think we're going to have about two dozen girls teams and about three dozen boys teams but they will formally declare that when they return their membership form to us this summer and will and that yes, be, will that be a spring, spring sport will that be yep so spring gotcha. of 2024 will be the first girls and boys state championships for lacrosse fantastic that is just awesome uh speaking with stephanie hauser a couple more minutes the executive director of the wia here on prep mania Stephanie, uh, a random question I think I've asked you about before, but it, it hasn't been brought up in a couple a couple years, I think, between the two of us. But I, I saw recently a game, it wasn't in Wisconsin, uh, finished with a score basketball game of, of four to two. Uh, so, of course, that sparked nationwide the shot clock debate. Uh, where's the WIAA on, on that debate? Obviously, a couple years back, it was implemented when Dave Anderson was still in your position, and then it was drawn back. Uh, has that discussion been rehashed at all? You bet. And it probably will continue to be rehashed each and every year um, because there are there are very, very strong supporters for it and very, very strong opinions against adding the shot clock in high school as well. I think the main reason we are seeing a, a renewed interest in the discussion of it is because the National Federation changed their stance on it about a year ago. Previous to a year ago, the National Federation did not allow states to use a shot clock. So you were considered to be out of compliance with the rules if you used a shot clock. Now they've changed that rule that says it is an allowed adaptation. So again, the National Federation rules 
do not require it or mandate it, but now they do allow states to adopt it without being considered out of compliance. And that's why the renewed interest in the conversation, more states are very seriously looking at it than, than before. Um, the Coaches Association has been very active in this conversation. They've gathered data from their membership across the state, and they shared that very publicly. Um, and as you can see from the results of their survey, there is, you know, it, it's almost a 50-50 split as to how people feel about it at the high school level. Again, we are we are here to serve our membership. If our membership would like a shot clock added, we will take the steps needed to do so. Because it involves a cost to schools, this would have to go to the full membership for a vote. Generally speaking, if it's a sport-specific change, it just goes as far as the Board of Control and they make a final decision. But in, in recent years, our membership changed that requirement. And if it's a mandate that's going to cost schools money, which this would be, it would go to full vote of all schools in the membership in April. Yeah, I know the uh, Coaches Association, the Board of uh, Directors, we voted. It was, it was almost unanimous for the shot clock to try to pursue it from that end. But it seems to be a large school versus a small school. In the poll, most of the larger schools said yes, and the smaller no, and I think that's probably because of the cost factor. Um, Hard to say. Yeah, I think that's probably speculation, Dennis. I think there's maybe more factors that go into it. Maybe maybe more kids who are single sport athletes, maybe more kids that desire to play basketball at the next level. I, I think there's probably a lot of factors, but certainly there's no doubt cost is one of those. Uh, and it's why it's so important that people remember that this is a membership. We represent this office represents all school types across the state. The second piece that is always important to remember, too, is that decisions like this are made with all levels of school administration having input. Oftentimes, we see strong support from the coaches, and that's a conversation that, that Coach Pettigrew and I have had, is that although the coaches mostly are in support, that doesn't necessarily mean that the principals and the superintendents are mostly in support. And ultimately, you know, they, they will the one be the ones that get the vote when it goes to a membership vote. And so the Coaches Association has done a really nice job of also reaching out to other levels of administrators in the school, not just the coaches, to gather some feedback. They've done a really good job in their research. I guess one last thing I had was the competitive balance a situation. What what what's the status of that at this point? The about a year and a half ago, the membership requested that we form an ad hoc committee to study it. So that was done, I believe, beginning in December of 2021 is when that officially started. 24 members in that committee representing all three levels: athletic director, principal, superintendent representing public-private, representing rural-urban, representing large, medium, and small schools. So it's a very diverse group. They are at the point now where they have a proposal, proposal ready. It will go to the Board of Control on March 7th. And if the board votes to advance it, it will go to the annual meeting in April and the full membership will take a vote on that. And just real briefly, if I could, if you would just give me a minute to explain kind of what that looks like. 
There is a success factor, a tournament success factor point system in place. That very closely represents what was brought forth in 2014 that the membership voted down by a very close vote. I think it was a matter of only 20 votes for the difference in that. But the key pieces that have been added to that, the committee feels makes it a better proposal than what was presented previously is there's an opportunity for schools to request to be moved down a division if they just have been non-competitive for many, many years. And there's also an opportunity to a school for a school who's been promoted up because of success to come before an appeals committee to say, please consider keeping us where we are. And here are the reasons why, which sometimes or oftentimes the reason for asking that would be, you know, graduating a senior class that was just so successful throughout their high school career. And now there's there's not much left. There's not a lot of talent. It's going to take a few years to rebuild. And so those are two key pieces that the committee feel makes the proposal better than what was proposed the last time. Yeah, that's fascinating. Uh, really, really appreciate the insight on that and everything we, we chatted about, Stephanie. I, I know we ran a little bit over on time, so always appreciate you being flexible with your time and uh, get some sleep, but enjoy uh, enjoy the next couple of weeks because I know it's the craziest time of year for you. My motto right now is enjoy the ride. <laughs> Rightfully so. That's Stephanie Hazard. Thanks as always, Stephanie. Thanks, you guys. I appreciate your time. The absolute best, Stephanie Hauser, the executive director of the WIAA, joining us here on Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. Enjoying the ride, as she will, and you'll enjoy the ride if you go to Zimbraconda, where for nearly 50 years they provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. The trusted staff of Zimbraconda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're looking for a newer used Honda, visit Zimbraconda in Madison today or head to Zimbraconda.com to search current inventory. We'll hear from this week. UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week. Right after this, you're listening to Zimbra Conda's presentation of Prep Mania. Zimbraconda's presentation of Fred Mania right here on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Stoughton Health provides comprehensive and compassionate care to the Stoughton community and the entire Madison area. From your sports rehab facilities in Oregon and Stoughton, the renowned ortho team with Dr. Robel, Stoughton Health can help. Learn more at stoughtonhealth.com. Stoughton Health, creating excellence together. I'm Alex Strofe, live from the ESPN Madison studios alongside the Dean of Area High School Sports, the great Dennis Semrau. And it is time now to hear from this week's UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week. UW Credit Union's online and mobile banking goes above and beyond with top-rated service and security that exceeds industry standards. Easy easy for me to say. Explore innovative and intuitive ways to manage your money anytime and anywhere. UW Credit Union's in-house team of engineers and developers create digital banking solutions designed for you. Learn more at uwcu.org. This week's UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week is Keegan Fleischman from Lodi. The Dean, Dennis Semrau, sat down with Fleshman earlier this week to talk about his career and what's coming next. Here's Dennis Semrau with Keegan Fleischman from Lodi. Our ESPN Madison UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week, Keegan Fleischman from Lodi High School. Welcome, Keegan. Thank you. Uh, Three-sport athlete football, basketball, and baseball. Uh, you're a traditional guy, right? Yep, yep. Uh, favorite? Baseball. 
And that's where you're going to be playing in college. Yep. What's the first sport you remember, the first ball you picked up? Um, probably soccer ball, to be honest with you. I remember playing, like, little kid soccer with going in. I used to live up in Eau Claire. I'd always drive to We'd always go into Altoona and play a little soccer, and then I got myself into baseball. So this is probably the first sport I ever picked up. How do the sports relate for you from one to another? How do they help each other? Or um, Probably just different the different skills I have through baseball, basketball, and football. I mean, football is obviously a little bit more physical, so it shows up in, in basketball more. Uh, the physical aspect of the side, and then I always got that sprint and hustle from baseball translate to football and basketball. So, I mean, they all kind of help each other, and I got all the different skills to help me be good in all those sports. George Carlin had this routine on football and baseball. The sports are different. Is it for, for baseball, is that too, after the physicality, nice to have a sport like that where it's, there's no time limit? Yeah, um, I mean, I love it. Uh, I'll, don't get me wrong, I love contact. I love hard-nosed football, but I mean, there is a, it is nice to have a relief. Um, it's not easier in any way, but it's more it's not as much damage and pressure on your body as everything else. And it's still tough to hit a curveball, though, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 3.5 grade point average. Congrats. Uh, who's been your biggest influence as a student when you look at your student athlete? Um, I would probably say either my dad. Um, through his, he always helped me through high school, and my mom have always helped me um, um, attain good grades and be the student before the athlete. So making sure I have good grades so I can play the sports um, and other teachers push me to stri- or like strive to be great and everything. Your parents athletes? Were they- yes, uh, my mom played UW, or not UW, uh, MATC basketball for a while, and my dad did golf in college. A football players are notorious for food, uh, packing it in. Do you have a pregame meal? Um, normally I don't eat too much before a game. Um, I don't know why, but I always think uh, during the game, so I don't eat too much, but if, like, I'll have a granola bar or two before, and then after I'll just pack it all in. What's the favorite go-to place for uh, the Blue Devils? Um, probably McDonald's or Culver's. That seems where all the teams want to go, or Jimmy John's. So, You guys do a meal for any of the sports, like the night before? Yeah, so we have team dinners. We try to have them before every home game. Um, there isn't enough seniors to go around this year, so we've kind of spread them out throughout the season but yeah we have team dinners before game nights you're having a bad day what's your mom's your favorite meal your mom will make for your comfort food probably like upside down pizza so i think it's like a pasta um like hamburgers in it cheese um what is it marinara sauce yeah so it's kind of all like in a pan it's kind of like lasagna but not really they just call it something different yeah (laughs) okay other activities in school, are you a member of the high honor roll? Uh, have you done any volunteer work through any of your teams or church? Or? Um, yeah, so I've done volunteer work through the church. I've gone out. Um, we have a volunteer day at the school where we go out in the community and serve. So I've done Ice Age trails. We go clean them up, pick up sticks, kind of groom the trails. Um, I'll go to businesses and help out whatever whatever they need. I've painted before for a business to help help them out. Um, I've done, we have the Lodi Fair. Uh, every football season after the Lodi Fair is done, we go and help clean up. So I've done 
a bunch through the school and with sports. Any youth coaching camps, clinics for any of the sports? Oh yeah, um, I do. I help out with the youth kids um, tryouts. So where I used to be, I help out tryouts. Um, I do camps for football in the spring or the summer when Dave pulls the head coach, throws them on. We go there, help them out, um, so other coaches don't have to be there. All right. Well, congratulations, to Keegan. Keegan Fleischman from Lodi High School, our ESPN Madison UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week. Have a great rest of your senior year. That this week's UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week, Keegan Fleischman from Lodi High School with the Dean, Dennis Semra. We'll wrap up Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania right after this. But first... The team at Nations Lending Monona finds home financing solutions that are as unique as you are. Whether you're buying your first home, your next home, or refinancing, they've got your back. The Lax is your personal advocates to inspire the true sense of home ownership. From drinks on the patio to blanket forts in the living room to the smell of backyard barbecues, because that's how they help you home. Go to nationsmadison.com to get started today. Nations Lending, home loans made human. We'll be back right after this on ESPN Madison. I'm stepping to you toe to toe. I should be scared of Wrapping up Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania Radio 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app. Ado Scouts on Amanda Malik Stroke with Dean Dennis Semrau. Brought to you, of course, by our great friends, our wonderful friends, our longtime presenting sponsor, Zimbraconda, where for nearly 50 years they provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. The trusted staff at Zimbraconda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're in the market for a new Honda, or a used town to visit Zimbraconda in Madison today or at Zimbraconda.com to search current inventory. Dennis, uh, we, we just uh, wrapped up our conversation with Stephanie Hauser, the executive director of the WIA. Always a treat to catch up with her. What, what were some takeaways for you from, from our conversation with Stephanie? Uh, just the enthusiasm. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is the time of year between her sons that are playing uh, pro basketball and college basketball and following her daughter and, being all over the country, uh, five straight weeks of state tournaments, she's going to be rarely in our office because she's right where she should be with the kids, with uh, on site. If there's any questions, the WIA I think does a good job of having uh, people on site. If there's any issues, things that they have to, you know, decisions they have to make, and that's the most exciting part. You know, you're stuck in an office all the time, late nights, and uh, when you actually get out there and you're with the kids and you. You really feel the passion they have for the sport. I think that's what a lot of us that have made our careers covering high school sports or being a part of it, I think that's what drives us. Is it keeps you young, and you see that enthusiasm, and you're trying to steer it in a positive mode. Right. And uh, you're trying to get more people out. Well, they're going to be adding lacrosse. going to add an extra division for uh, girls volleyball. And we've added uh, girls now uh, wrestling this yep. past year. And that is really going to be growing as a sport. So the more opportunities there are for kids to compete, the better it is. And would you rather have them there or get in trouble somewhere else? So, you know, you, the more opportunities they have, and this is the sports angle, but then you've got forensics and music and, and you, you look at all the other activities, drama, the plays, things that kids can do in high school. But, uh, you know, being at the call center, you know, for wrestling or basketball and, Last weekend, it was Waukesha South for state swimming. Uh, you had gymnastics going to be up in Rapids, you know, coming up girls basketball. Yeah. Green Bay, you mean, no matter where you are, there's going to be some great opportunities. And then hockey's got a new venue this year, too. That's right. Uh, moving from the Alliant Energy Center over to Middleton, which uh, 
We've got uh, three teams still alive locally for hockey. Which are? In Division One, Verona will be meeting Madison Edgewood. Uh, Verona, the Big Eight champs, and Edgewood won the Badger West. And in Division Two, Oregon, who was uh, third in the Badger West, will be taking on St. Mary's Springs on Saturday. Uh, and then next week, state hockey in Middleton. The best time of the year for high school sports. Dennis Semra probably won't sleep for the next month, but uh, that's why we're <laughs> glad we have him on our team. Dennis, uh, seriously, though, please try to get some sleep as you have three games over the course of the next three three days and the next, what, four weekends. You're booked Friday, Saturday, or Thursday, Saturday, pretty much every week. So uh, do your best. I know I know you struggle with sleeping to begin with uh, because you're always grind, grinding away, work, work, work. Get some freaking sleep, my friend, all right? Yeah. They got to stay hydrated. That's the big thing this time of year. Just like the athletes, same thing goes with us. No doubt about it. Drink some water and, and, and get some sleep. Hey, the team at Nations Living Monona finds home financing solutions that are as unique as you are. Even you, Dennis, whether you're buying your first home, your next home, or refinancing, they've got your back. Relax as your personal advocates to inspire the true sense of home ownership. From drinks on the patio to blanket forts in the living room to the smell of backyard barbecues, because that's how they help you home. Go to nationsmadison.com to get started today. Nations Lending, Home Loans, made human a big thanks to dana mckenzie sarah mulaney and stephanie hauser for joining us tonight on a late night edition of zimbraconda's presentation of prep mania dennis it's uh it's about 9 55 it's almost uh it's it's almost your prime time right you don't go to bed until like 3 a.m well you should know you're the same like <laughs> <laughs> well i love it because you and i we, we've discovered the art of cloning as both of us are currently at the Kohl center uh for for for, for the badgers in iowa basketball game right now so cloning's amazing i love being two places at once <laughs> enjoy it enjoy you as well my friend and enjoy the our conversation every time we do it we'll talk tomorrow we assume assuming there's no cancellation by the time our program ends tonight uh between Wanakee and Stoughton for the Badger East championship game I, I will talk to you and see you tomorrow night which you can hear right here on 100.5 ESPN assuming it's still happening with the impending snowstorm yes and then uh it's supposed to be the next night uh Sauk Prairie girls at uh, DeForest Regional Semi. Yep. And the championship game uh, would be at Monona Grove the next night. Yep. So our, our coverage, uh, Stoughton Wanakee tomorrow night, starts at 7 o'clock right here at 100.5 ESPN. Friday, no radio, but we will be live with a free video stream on WisconsinOnDemand.com for Sauk Prairie DeForest. And then Saturday, same thing on WisconsinOnDemand.com. No radio stream, but a video stream as the winner of that game will take on Monona Grove for a regional championship game. For the Dean, Dennis Semrau, this has been Zipraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. We'll talk to you tomorrow.